0: believe it or not we are less than two weeks away from super bowl 57 and yeah bets are going to be placed on the outcome of the game but bets are also going to be placed on the length of the national anthem how many commercials are going to feature a dog what song rihanna will perform first at halftime people love to bet on things so the list is really long But in Texas, not a single dollar can be wagered on the game, at least not legally.
1: The argument that Governor Perry, that is representing the online sports gambling group, is that this gambling is already going on. This will allow us to regulate it and maybe even squeeze out some illegal gambling. The people that oppose it have always said, well, how does this square... With social conservatism and traditional values. You know, we spent all of our time thinking about sex education, abortion, transgender rights, all of those kinds of things. And here we've got sports gambling, which traditional conservatives have long opposed. And so, why would we do this at this time?
0: The push to legalize gambling, especially on sports, has been happening in Texas for years, but it is getting a bit of a lift during the current legislative session the Sports Betting Alliance, which is backed by every pro sports team in the state and former Governor Rick Perry, plan to introduce a bill in the coming weeks. And State Senator Carol Alvarado has already filed a bill that would create a Texas Gaming Commission.
2: I support the sports betting, but I'm focused on doing something that will add hundreds of thousands of jobs to the economy here in Texas.
0: Bailey Friday, and Texas wants to know, when will sports betting be legalized in Texas?
2: I've been on this crusade for a while because I believe that Texans would vote overwhelmingly in support of destination resort casinos. Texans love to gamble. We know that they're traveling to nearby states, especially Louisiana. And this would simply just allow Texans to have the right to vote.
0: That's Senator Alvarado. She's a Democrat who represents the state's 6th district, which includes part of Houston and its suburbs to the north and east. Her bill, SJR 17, would allow for one casino in each of the state's four largest metro areas, Houston, Austin, DFW, and San Antonio. It would also allow some casino gambling at horse tracks and regulate online sports betting. My
2: guess is that it would pass overwhelmingly, and then we would come back and establish the Gaming Commission, which would, then they would establish the regulations, the rules for engagement with potential license holders
0: of the four casinos. Her guess might actually be spot on. A poll released last week by the Hobby School of Public Affairs at the University of Houston found that 75% of Texans would support the legislation if it made its way to the ballot in November. And yeah, you heard me right. To the ballot. It would take a constitutional amendment to legalize gambling in Texas, and that has to be approved by voters.
3: Fun fact, the Texas Constitution has actually been amended over a thousand times,
0: so it's not as formal of a process that people think. That's Kara Gustafson. She's a spokesperson for the Texas Sports Betting Alliance. And almost every November, there is
3: a constitutional ballot that has... Anywhere from 5 to 10 amendments that are just going to fix or are, are just going to update the Constitution, but the voters get to decide.
0: And she is right about it being a common occurrence. While not quite 1,000 times, since it was adopted in 1876, the state constitution has been amended 517 times. The most recent amendments passed last May when Texas voters approved two measures related to property taxes. Gustafson says the Sports Betting Alliance has plans to introduce a bill of its own this month. So our bill really gets more into how sports betting is going to work
3: versus just legalizing it. So our bill is going to have the consumer safeguards in it, um, you know, who's in charge of overseeing this, how the teams partner with the platforms, all of those things that really are going to make it work is what our bill will have in it.
0: And just being realistic, what's the likelihood that either of these bills are going to make it to a floor vote?
3: Well, you know, we are focused mainly on mobile sports betting, and we've been having great ongoing conversations with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle and in both chambers, including leadership, since we launched back in 2021. So we feel that the momentum is better than ever, and this is our chance to do it. You know, when we started in 2021, only two dozen states had legalized it. And now, you know, we're up to 35. And in 2021, we also had to introduce who we were. And I feel like sports betting back then was a still more of an unchartered territory. But now that it's so popular, everyone knows a lot more about it. They answered their questions. We've had these conversations. So we're very hopeful that we can get to a floor vote and ultimately to the Texas voters, but the time is definitely now.
1: There are two types of sports gambling that are being discussed. One of them is online sports betting, the sort of FanDuel stuff that you see advertised on television all the time.
0: That's Cal Gilson, a professor of political science at SMU.
1: And the other one is more full-blown casino destination resort gambling in the major cities of Texas. And people talk about Houston, Austin, San Antonio, and Dallas as As the original set and the claims that are made for sports gambling is that it will be a new revenue flow for the state of Texas, which is strapped for revenue, not so much in this session, but in most sessions, things are pretty tight.
0: S.J.R. 17 says, quote, Casino gaming at a limited number of locations is authorized in this state in accordance with this section to foster economic development and job growth and to provide tax relief and funding for education and public safety programs.
2: And my intent with this, it's it's more than just about having a casino and having gambling in our state, but it's to create jobs. It's to diversify our economy. Over 180,000 jobs would be created from the construction and the development, and then ongoing jobs over 70,000. So we're, we're talking a lot more than just casinos. There would have to be a hotel component, restaurants and shops, a venue for conferences and conventions, and an entertainment complex.
3: Number one, there is a robust illegal market here in Texas. It's estimated that there's over $8 billion in illegal bets every year. And those offshore companies are preying on consumers. They don't care about your personal information. They don't care about your financial information. You're at risk of having your entire bank account hacked. You might not ever see your payout. So there is an illegal market here that legalizing sports betting would combat. Number two, it would, it would create a new revenue fund that could go into the general revenue of Texas without raising taxes on Texans. And third, you know, 35 states in America have legalized this. And I think five to eight have legislation right now. So Texas has an opportunity to be a leader in mobile sports betting and just keep up with the times and the popularity of sports betting because it is not
0: going away. According to CBS Sports, 36 states have legalized some form of sports betting. Nevada and Louisiana are the only states that allow casino style gambling, but several others have it in specific places. Think Atlantic City, New Jersey, as Alvarado's bill would allow.
3: So even if you don't want to, if you don't engage in sports betting, you could care less. You're still going to benefit from the extra revenue. And also knowing that Texas is a leader in sports betting. Everyone's always asking why Texas hasn't done it yet.
0: For all the big name support behind this issue, and I'm talking sports specific gambling in particular, there are real questions about a bill getting to a floor vote.
4: It's not something that we feel would uh, come close to getting the votes in the House or the 21 in the Senate to to get out. So, you know, everybody's free to. File a piece of legislation, but that's certainly one that, that, that we don't see moving anywhere.
0: That's Robert Kohler.
4: And I'm a consultant and a lobbyist for the Christian Life Commission of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. If you just talk about Lieutenant Governor Patrick, I mean, he's put stuff out. He's indicated he doesn't see any movement on it. On the governor and the speaker, pay attention to, to the end of both of their statements. You know, if it's possible, if it's possible to delimit it. And that's the most important part of that statement because it's known that the any Gaming regulatory act make that makes that impossible.
0: One of the obstacles Kohler cited is the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, a federal law passed in 1988 that governs gaming on native lands.
4: They say, "Okay, we're going to do sports wagering." And when you ask them when they're talking about it, you say, "Well, what are the what are the tribes going to do?" "Well, you know, we're going to make provisions for them. They're going to get to do the same thing." And anybody that tells you that you know with certainty that they do not understand the Ending Gaming Regulatory Act Class 3 Tribal State Compact process because the tribes are guaranteed an exclusivity in gaming in that process. And that means that that's not a valid compact if you're just letting them do what, you, what the state can already do. You have to offer them something that's currently not available in the state.
0: But Alvarado and others who support legalized gaming in Texas say there are other ways to address gambling on tribal lands. Either way, the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act has been a frequent source of litigation nationwide. In fact, as recently as June, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled Native American tribes in Texas had the autonomy to regulate gaming on their lands. As the Texas Tribune phrased it, quote, If the game isn't outright prohibited and criminalized in the state, Texas can't impose its regulations on the tribe's games
4: several ideas floated out there. Well, like, you know, gee whiz, what's the big deal? It's already happening. You know, we really wouldn't be legalizing that, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. But the problem is, is that any legalization of like sports wagering, it's not a slippery slope argument. It's not a, a camel underneath a tent argument. It is a turnkey reaction that this state guarantees would be on the path of looking what Oklahoma or California looks like. And, You know, currently, Oklahoma has over 140 Indian casinos. California has 70. In
1: 2021, there were four bills, two of them on online gambling, two of them on on, uh, casino gambling. And they never made it to the floor because Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor and presiding officer in the Senate said, we're not going to do this. And he really does have complete control over what bills reach the floor. And he has been uh, quiet in this 2023 legislative session, even while Governor Abbott and Speaker Phelan have said they're open to listening to that discussion. I think most voters don't really realize quite how commanding Patrick is in the Senate. Patrick has always said, no, we're not going to do this. And we didn't do it in the Senate. If Patrick, for some inexplicable reason like campaign contributions, uh, you know, were to change his mind and say, yes, I agree with the Democrat Senator Alvarado, I will wait to hear that, then it might pass. If Patrick were behind it, it would have a a good chance of, of passing the Senate. But he doesn't get behind things that he knows his conservative Republican members are nervous about.
0: The Texas Senate has 31 members, 19 Republicans and 12 Democrats. Regardless of what happens this session, which runs through May 29th, Gustafson's optimistic about sports betting in Texas in the coming years if it doesn't happen
3: this year, it will happen in 2025. The conversation is not gonna stop. And Texas has an opportunity to be a leader in sports betting. Our bill alone has the most consumer protections of any legislation of the other 35 states. And that's because we've taken this time in between 2021 and 2023 to see what worked in other states, to see what we can improve here. So, Texas actually has the opportunity to be a model in the sports betting market, and we would remain a leader. And I mean, we have 11 sports franchises in Texas. Like, Texas is a diehard sports state, and they can have a new opportunity when they're watching the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Astros. We have to
2: keep reinventing ourselves and maybe not so dependent on oil and gas. We've seen when things, uh, turn bad, what can happen? So, I, I think we need to have other options when it comes to revenues, but that's a you know just one factor. But I, I believe that if we have this done right with resorts, we will attract visitors from all over, and there would just be a limited amount. We're talking about four, so it's a true job creator. This is not about putting in slot machines at the local bar around the corner or your 7-Eleven down the street. This is actually creating employment for people.
0: Alvarado says taxes collected from gambling could go to help lowering property taxes and funding public education in Texas.
1: Many states do have some form of sports gambling, and there are some revenues that come from that. And so it is true, as Senator Alvarado has said, that this would be a new revenue line. Uh, But but others like Governor Perry, former Governor Perry, have said uh, that it will help to diversify our economy. And while both of those are probably true in some sort of distant sense, it's not big enough to help diversify our economy or to float our state government. So it, it really does come down to, is sports gambling let alone Destination Casino gambling comfortably fit within the Texas political culture? And the answer to that has always been no. Every two years,
4: there's a bunch of fireworks and they talk about, oh, this is it, this is it. And then you fast forward to April and, uh, you know, the lights come on when there's an opportunity for something to happen. And a couple of weeks go by and next thing you know, everybody's saying, well, we'll, we'll try next time. And the reason that is, in my opinion, is until you see people that are, you know, running for office during the interim, when they're at their Rotary clubs or their community centers, wanting people to vote for them until you see people standing up and saying, Hey, send me to Austin. And when you send me there, I'm going to vote for casino gambling or I'm going to vote for sports wagering. And you just don't see that.
1: I think the odds are still long because in 2021 and now again in 2023, Those who advocate for sports betting have hired dozens of lobbyists. They've given millions of dollars in political contributions to leading figures in the state. And they came up with nothing in 2021 as they had many times in the past. So you have to ask yourself, what is different in 2023 that would lead to a different outcome?
0: I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you for joining me on our podcast, Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones, original music by Michael Eisenstein, editorial support from Cooper Mall. Honesty's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.